the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. This afternoon, this Saturday, September 14th, 2019. And uh, we've got a great program for you, my friends, a great program. We've got uh, a very special guest uh, who is right here in our own backyard, a very, very well-known uh, terrorist expert, a professor, in fact, Dr. Jeffrey Atticott. And uh, Dr. Atticott is going to chat with us uh, about uh, the border crisis on the anniversary on this uh, week that uh, we celebrate the anniversary of uh, 9-11. Uh, you know, a lot of folks just continue to deny that um, that uh, there were uh, immigration issues uh, involved in this whole situation with the uh, folks that uh, the the uh, Al Qaeda folks that attacked the uh, the towers uh, on nine eleven, and uh, the fact is that they had uh, some of them had overstayed their visas, and others had come in uh, under the pretext of being students, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Jeffrey Atticott is going to chat with us about uh, the border crisis and a few other issues. We also have a very, very special guest, my friends, a very good friend of mine, Miss Laura Wilkerson. And Laura is an angel mom whose son was murdered by an illegal alien uh, in Houston, in the Houston area, in Harris County. Now, uh, here's the situation, because we constantly hear how the president uh, and other folks uh, malign Immigrants, of course, they never call them illegal immigrants, but the, how they malign immigrants, and how they um, uh, how these immigrants are, you know, are Mexican uh, or from Central America, and they are just malign. Well, you know, in the case of Laura Wilkerson, the uh, individual came from uh, from a British protectorate uh, in uh, in in uh, Central America, uh, and from Belize. And, uh, you know, this situation, my friends, is one where illegal immigration is about illegal immigration. It's not about a race. It's not about a group. It's about illegal immigration. And, um, you know, one of the things that was fascinating this past week uh, was to listen to the Democrats um, have their debate, the 10 Democrats that had their debate in Houston. Uh, because when they reached the point uh, of talking about uh, about immigration, again, they talked about migrants and they talked about immigrants, but they never used the word illegal or undocumented or anything of the nature. Never, never, never did they differentiate. They also met, went to great extents to talk about uh, their, uh, to talk about children in cages. Never, never understanding or never making the you know the 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 uh, statement. The fact, never uh, avoiding the fact that uh, families would not be separated. They would not be separated if they didn't come to the United States illegally, illegally, you know, and, and these cages, they're not cages. They're, they're holding pens. They're holding centers and they are uh, they are screened to keep to keep for, for the protection of the children, not because they are kept in cages like animals. You know this is this is so ridiculous. This this yeah. The the other thing that really really irritated the heck out of me, and uh, you know, in watching a little bit of it, I watched as much as I could. But uh, the thing that really irritated me was um, how cons- constantly, how constantly the news media, ABC, Univision, and I'm not sure who else was involved in it, but how they constantly played into 
the agenda of these leftists cutly played into the they were talking about illegal immigration they never challenged them on the issue they never challenged them on anything when they were talking about gun control they never challenged them on anything they never they never said anything to to uh defend the second amendment when they talked about uh the redistribution of 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 funds uh as they put it the redistribution of wealth uh, for the very, very needy. Now, they, they were never challenged as to, you know, who's going to pay for it and how much. When they talked about the issue of um, of health care, again, nothing, no challenge from the, from the news media, from the moderators whatsoever. And, you know, th- this is, that's what's so disingenuous about this whole situation with the, with the news media, my friends, is that they are literally in cahoots. They are in cahoots with the uh with the leftists they are i mean there's no two ways around it and that's why you have to support that's why you need to support alternative information radio alternative media like us like el conservador and others that's why you need to because we interpret what the media is telling you we reinterpret it to you we provide we 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 give you the facts as well as we also uh, we also report on things that other folks are not reporting, which then leads to uh, let's jump into some of of the um, news items that have been happening this past week. And um, foremost uh, among them right now, one of the things that really, really got to me was how uh, quickly a, uh, you know, the, the judicial activism that has gone on for so long in this country is finally being reversed and challenged. The uh, the situation with uh, the uh, uh, judges that are being appointed by uh, Trump, uh, it's really, truly having an effect. For example, uh, on the 10th, uh, on the 10th, we had the situation where a liberal judge, uh, Judge John Tiger, Tiger from uh, the California uh, Ninth Circuit, he stopped he stopped and prevented the implementation of this of this trump administration of, of this trump policy that uh, restricts illegal aliens from from uh, you know that that uh, that cross into the united states illegally and then apply for asylum okay the policy became that uh, president trump said uh, you know unless you entered through a point of entry ie through a uh, valid point of entry uh, and, uh, it, you know, uh, that you were that you applied in a third country, you were not going to be able to uh, apply for asylum, that you were just going to be considered an illegal alien. And that's the end of it. Well, this Judge Taggart immediately stopped that policy and challenged it and said that uh, that that policy could not be implemented. Twenty four hours, I think less than 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later. That ruling was overturned, was reversed, was uh, upended, either way you want to put it. Uh, one day after the this Obama-appointed judge had halted President Trump's immigration policy regarding these asylum seekers, the, uh, the, the Ninth Circuit, the former liberal Ninth Circuit of Appeals in California, turned around and supported the president. And so the policy was reinstated. It was reinstated. And so now, now, my friends, illegal aliens cannot just cross into the United States, can just cross into the United States and declare and ask for asylum. They can't because they will not be eligible. That's it's that simple. And and that helps my man, my friends, that trem- that helps tremendously because we've got so many doggone uh, people that cross and then claim asylum. And then uh, when their hearing date comes up. For them to be heard, for their asylum claim to be heard, they disappear and they are never seen or heard of again. So this situation, this this uh, situation that we've got with uh, with 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 uh, this policy, my friends, will go a long way to preventing people from just walking in illegally, declaring asylum, and then ha- and then being allowed to stay, stick around. Uh, you know, and then this disappear into into society in other news in other news uh you know there there is a real effort my friends there is a real effort to uh malign ice and the border patrol just the same way that uh, the police officers are uh, are criticized for excessive force uh there is now an attempt to portray ice and the border patrol in the same way as bullies 
in Tennessee, uh, there are many local governments in the state of Tennessee, within the state of Tennessee County and and, uh, and uh, municipal governments that have declared themselves uh, uh, sanctuary communities. And uh, an ICE officer recently opened uh, fire and wounded an illegal alien who was trying to run him over in fleeing the scene. He was trying to pick up this uh, illegal alien, this ICE officer. The uh, illegal alien tried to run him over, and uh, the ICE officer opened fire and wounded him. Well, immediately there was, you know, there's the screaming and yelling. However, again, the fake news does not mention, does not mention very much about how there was an attempt on the life of the uh, ICE agent. In the attempt to flee, there was an attempt on the on the uh, on, on the life of the ICE agent. You know, this is incredible. Another very very interesting, and this is a very fascinating, fascinating, fascinating to me situation uh, in Mexico, in the state of uh, Michoacan, in Mexico, in Central Mer- Me- Mexico, as well as a, I think there's another. Uh, th- there's also some some activity going on in Sinaloa, another one of the states. But in Mexico, in in uh, Michoacan. Um, citizens, Amer- uh, Mexican citizens, have uh, armed themselves because the uh, the the uh, police department, the local police, the federal police, have failed to protect them against the cartels, and so the uh, the uh, uh, citizens have armed themselves. Now, here we have a great example of why you need the, the Second Amendment. Never mind, never mind that it is in Mexico. But of course, rather than talking and making that connection connecting the dots for folks that, uh, you know, this is a Second Amendment situation uh, in Mexico where citizens are arming themselves against criminals. You know what? The CNN and and the New York Times and a few others, they come out and they called the citizens who are defending themselves, called them vigilantes and criticized them for picking up guns. I mean, it's incredible. It is incredible how they will, how they can't understand and see that people are defending themselves. My friends, they are defending themselves. And it's not where they are creating or provoking a revolution. They are defending themselves. It is, you know, how badly the uh, the liberal media spins and uh, and 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 changes the uh the narrative it is embarrassing it is sad and it is unethical it is so um my friends welcome to the show we're going to um we're going to go ahead and uh take a break and we'll be back in a little bit and um we'll have um dr jeffrey atticott uh terrorist expert from here from san antonio uh, and then uh, Laura Wilkerson, Angel Mom, who will also be talking about uh, the situation with illegal alien criminals and sanctuary communities. So, folks, thank you for being with us. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. All right, folks, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer here. And uh, we have a very special guest with us, Miss Laura Wilkerson. And Laura is a uh, is an angel mom. Uh, her uh, son, Josh, uh, was killed by an illegal alien back in November of 2010. And we wanted to uh, get uh, Laura's opinion uh, about uh, what's happened uh, 
in California with the Kate Steinle uh, murderer who has been acquitted by the state court, by the local state courts. Um, but first of all, uh, welcome to the show, Laura. Can you tell us uh, what happened? Tell us real briefly about uh, the situation with your son. How did that happen and where did that happen? Sure. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> My husband and I live in Pearland, Texas, just outside of Houston. And we had three children, and Joshua was 18 years old and a senior in high school. He was our youngest. And uh, he went to school one day, and a kid, um, a classmate of his asked him for a ride home, and Josh gave it to him, and unbeknownst to us at that time, he wanted Joshua's truck to scrap for some money. So anyway, what he did to Josh was he hit him in the nose so hard that Josh would you know, go to the ground and not fight back. And then he um, kneed him in the stomach and hard enough that it cut his spleen in two. He then uh, took a closet rod and beat him over the head with it until it broke in four pieces. Um, next, he strangled Josh and strangled him over and over until, um, until Josh quit breathing. And then he um, tied him up kind of like an animal behind his back with ropes and to his hands and feet. And then he put him in a... Um, field and he bought gasoline and set him on fire oh my gosh now this was this was a uh, a minor that did this or can would that be uh an e- josh was 18 and he was 19 at the time i see i see but he was an illegal alien yes he was brought here from belize i believe when he was about 10 uh, from his parents on as far as i know it was on a, a short visa but he over they overstayed right my goodness well, let me ask you this. Considering what you've been through, what did you what do you think of this situation now? Uh not ju- not not just the issue of of sanctuary cities that have popped up all over the place in the United States that uh you know are not cooperating with ICE uh with uh, criminal illegal aliens being turned over to them, but the real uh, horrific, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to describe it, but the, the outrageous situation that occurred recently in, uh, in San Francisco with the uh, acquittal of the guy who murdered, the uh, illegal alien that murdered uh, Kate Steinle in, in broad daylight. He's been acquitted by the local uh, state or county uh, courts. Uh, what, how do you feel about that kind of a situation? You know, it just breaks my heart for the Steinle family. Um, I'm one of the very few that did get some justice on our case, but so many do not, and they're just like the Steinleys, and it absolutely breaks my heart. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, even law enforcement will say, you know, they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and my thoughts are absolutely not. She was not in the wrong place at the wrong time. She was exactly where she should have been. This other guy that's illegally in our country was definitely at the wrong place at the wrong time, and he should have been held accountable for it. I don't know how her family will will go through um, the fact that she's not getting any justice, and he'll get off scot-free. Uh, it just makes no sense to me, and it breaks my heart for her family just to think that nobody cares, and that's exactly what they're going through right now is the fact that not even law enforcement cared or the judge or anybody that would convict him cared enough to think about Kate and what happened to Kate that day. Instead, they were thinking more about what's going to happen to the illegal alien. And I know her parents are heartbroken. Now, we've, got, we've had situations like in, in Maryland recently where uh, it's come to light that, that illegal aliens that have been released by the uh, local sheriff's department or police department, I'm not sure which, but uh, that they had been released, turned around and almost immediately committed another crime. Uh, what would you tell these uh, these folks in in Maryland and uh, and uh, you know throughout the country? I mean, what 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 can what uh, what can you say when they when they say, well, we're just we're just protecting uh, folks who uh, wanted a better life? Well, you know, sadly, what I can tell them is that that's going to the way it's going to happen until they actually kill somebody. It's absurd to have somebody here illegally in the country that has three or four DWIs, and they're still let free, they're given a low bond, and they're let out, and then they just abscond. They either go back to their home country or they just hide. And, um, you know, the sad part is until they kill someone, they won't do much about it, and then a lot of times they won't do anything about it even after they kill someone. You know, it, it's sad that we want to protect illegal people in this country more than we want to pr- protect Americans. 
you know, we didn't like people to be concerned with what's happening in Mexico or people in uh, any other country. You know, the kid that killed Josh was a Pacific Islander. But he, the fact remains that he wasn't supposed to be in this country. And if he wouldn't have been, Josh would be alive today. And that's the same way I feel about any of the other sanctuary cities. You know, why does a criminal who's already here unlawfully get sanctuary in your city? You know, that to me just screams to the criminals, come on down and we'll give you sanctuary. And the sad thing is that's exactly what happened. Now, you know, in, like you said, in your case, you did get some, you did get justice. But, uh, you know, these these uh, elected officials like in San Francisco, like in New York, like in in other communities, uh, what would what do you tell these? What would you tell these elected officials? Uh, I know that you've been in, uh, you know, to testify in Washington. Uh, What do you tell these elected officials regarding their very cavalier attitude on uh, on on illegal alien criminals? Well, I mean, you beg and plead with them to follow the laws you know, that they helped create. And that's the saddest thing, too. You know, I can tell my story, and I can tell it in very detail. It's graphic, and it's harmful, and, and no one can hardly understand what it means to go through something like that. But you just beg them to follow our laws that they created and, you know, just enforce them at the get-go. And then they need to establish some new laws that close the loopholes of asylum and absolutely nobody gets sanctuary from the law. I mean, I'm not going to be allowed as an American citizen to have four DWIs and then be bonded out on low bond and still be able to roam the streets. And that, you know, something like that is they let them out all the time on it. It's absolutely absurd. I just don't see an American, you know, having four to six DWIs be deported three times and then coming back to the country and having, um, you know, free will to do whatever they want. Amazing. I mean, it, it is it is rather shocking and it's it, it's outrageous. So uh, what are you doing? I mean, as an angel mom, what are you doing? How are you advocating? What are you what what are you doing? You know, we're grouping together as, as angel families just to keep our stories out there. You know, um, the other side does not want you to hear our stories. Or they, if they do, they want you to think it's just a one person. You know, I'm just a sad thing, uh, you know, happened to me. But it's not. You know, there are women or people every day that they're, you know, loved ones are killed by somebody that's DWI here illegally and kills their kids, and then nothing happens to them. I mean, it happens every day. I think there's over 4,000 Americans killed by, at the hands of illegal aliens every year. And, you know, you can't just look at us and say these 4,000 aren't worth anything. These 4,000, 4,000 a year or over is what is killed here annually by illegal aliens. Amazing. Now, uh, what is the reception or the response from the mainstream media? You know, CBS, NBC, New York Times. Have they uh, taken time out to uh, cover not only your story, but the the story of other angel moms and dads? No, no. You know, under the narrative that they go with, um, they they don't want people to know. Or if they do, they just say it's a blip. You know, they'll always call and say we need a fair you know, perspective about this illegal and about your side, but then it's never published. You know, it's a one-minute second about what happened to our family, and then it'll be, a, you know, a 10-minute long segment about how poor illegals suffer. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't want anybody to suffer. I don't want those kids that those parents bring them across the desert to suffer. You know, that they're putting their kids in harm's way to do it, and nobody's holding them accountable. You know, if I left America and, and went to any other country and told some guy that I didn't know to, hey, bring my daughter across who's 10 years old in a couple of years, I'd be charged with neglect as a mother, and I should be, but it doesn't happen to theirs. And no, so NBC, those, those media just doesn't want it out. They don't want, they don't want the uh, stories to be told. Wow, that's incredible. Um, can you tell the folks here in the closing minutes uh, uh, how they can read more about uh, your story and about other angel moms? Yes, they can go to angelfamilies.org and see it, and uh, they have a lot of our stories published there, and, and there's, that's just a handful of them. You know, there's a whole lot of them. Um, we'll be going to D.C. In, at the end of this month to spend a few days and to try to keep our stories out in the, in the public and to just um, speak to lawmakers that you know that we can, you know, beg and plead to do something about it. These 4,000 people annually killed are not just a drop in the bucket. You know, you're talking about 4,000 families and communities. I mean, our whole community was turned upside down when that happened to Josh. And, um, you know, we need to just keep our stories out there. But, yes, if they'll go to angelfamilies.org, they can see a lot of our stories. And then uh, you, you'll see exactly what we're doing. And, and you can uh, and you folks can also uh, you can 
also uh, speak to groups as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. We speak to a lot of Republican groups that will have us to try to let them know what's going on. And, and you know, they're shocked by it. They don't know because mainstream media is not getting it to you. And um, and hardly the media on the other side is getting it to you. You know, you have to really be specific, like places like yourself, that you can get it from. So I thank you for having it out there and keeping our stories alive. Oh, definitely. Laura, thank you for, for taking time and being with us today and, and to uh, tell us your story. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his Internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, Please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930am radio. And we've got a very special guest with us. Somebody that uh, I've got a whole lot of respect for, and that's uh, Dr. Jeffrey Atticott, who is uh, right here in our backyard at St. Mary's University here in San Antonio. And uh, Dr. Atticott is uh, is one of the premier experts on uh, terrorism, and uh, he uh, has a a, a project there in, at uh, St. Mary's University called the Warrior Defense Project, and we're going to... Um, so welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Atticott. We want, I would really, really like to hear your opinion uh, about uh, what is happening with, uh, with our very porous uh, border at this point. And uh, given that 9-11 is right around the corner, um, have things improved or do you think that we're, we're setting ourselves up for another problem? Well, it's, uh, you know, we just have to be wrong one time. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the issue. Uh, we have to get it wrong one time, and we could have another 9 11 event. There's no question about it. In fact, a bipartisan commission uh, from the Congress uh, put out a report several years ago saying that a weapon of mass destruction event uh, was more likely than not somewhere in the West. We know that there are people that want to do us great harm. Um, and we know that our southern border is wide open. I mean, this president has made steps that no other president has ever done uh, to secure the border, and that's, you know, that's fundamental. Uh, you know, a country cannot exist without having a border, and uh, and so, you know, that's, that's one thing that this president has done. He's done a lot of stuff behind the lines that people don't realize. For example, uh, one of the issues that just came up last month uh, we're seeing that a lot of individuals are coming to Ecuador, um, and these are folks from Africa, North Africa, from uh, Middle Eastern countries. In fact, uh, there were four ISIS terrorist suspects that were caught uh, this summer in Nicaragua uh, that came to Ecuador. And, uh, and that's because in 2008, Ecuador threw out all their visa requirements, making the nation visa-free to comers uh, no matter where they're from. Uh, and you can see that anybody that can fly to Ecuador from there, it's a, it's a jump-off point to come up through, um, you know, through Mexico and the United States. The uh, Trump administration last month has got Ecuador to agree to ban 11 countries, and now they're required to have visas, including Angola, Syria, uh, you know, uh, Ghana, India, Iraq, Libya. And so that's a huge step forward because, you know, you, if you've got water that's flooding, you know, when you walk in your bathroom and the water's flooding over your tub, the first thing you do is turn off the water. Uh, and that's what this president understands, which, of course, his political enemies, they understand it, but they don't want to give him anything to crow about 
particularly with the election coming up next year. The uh, the situation with uh, with uh, terrorism across the country across the world, um, the hot spots. Uh, what uh, what do you think? Uh, wh- what are the hot spots that you're seeing um, that uh, that you think that you know should be on the radar as far as uh, the the the, uh, uh, the people that we should be watching out or the the, the countries that we should be more most vigilant about? Yeah, again, terror is a tactic, and the number one threat is still radical Islamic extremism. We have right wing extremists that use terror left-wing extremists and just criminal nut jobs, as we all know, but the big attack is going to come from a radical Islamic extremist organization. Uh, ISIS, in some ways, is more dangerous than it was when it had a geography. Uh, the president, of course, have wiped, has wiped them off the map, which he never gets any credit for, and that has tamped down quite a bit on the, uh, the jihad uh, calls from ISIS to individuals in Western democracies to join the ranks. Uh, but they're under the ground now, like al-Qaeda is now under the ground. And uh, one of the things that they surely want to do is to attack the United States, because it was the United States, under President Trump's brilliant leadership, that put together the, uh, the campaign to wipe them out. So we know that they still have a lot of money, and so if you put that, that ingredient together, it's a witch's brew, and it's a, it's a cat-and-mouse issue. They know that uh, if they can, you know, they're going to do a weapon of mass destruction attack on this country. That's what they want to do, something spectacular. Um, sure, they can get their adherents to stab two or three people here and there, which they still do. But they're they're looking for, a, a, you know, a, a large 9-11 type event. There's no question about it. Uh, and so, you know, it, the answer is all the above. We need to secure the border. We need to make sure that visas are tracked by people that come into this country. Uh, and, you know, that's that's something that is so fundamental that it's, it's just amazing that everybody in this country does not understand that the border needs to be secured and people that fly into this country need to be tracked. Visas need to be, uh, you know, uh, properly, uh, uh, you know, issued and also... Uh, when the visa expires, these people need to be deported as quickly as possible. Now, the uh, there has been uh, recently some uh, some violence in Nuevo Laredo uh, be- between cartels. Uh, is this a credible fear of cartels working with uh, with uh, Islamic uh, uh, terrorist organizations? It, it is. I mean, you know, we we've seen that there's there's cases where the cartel will do anything for money. And, uh, and so if someone weighs enough money in their face, they will certainly facilitate at least getting people across the border. Um, and so that's, that's obviously, you know, a reality that we have to deal with. Um, and that's something that, you know, that, that with, with the wall that's being built, it allows our border agents to be free to, to do their job on the other side. Uh, but also, Clearly, we have to have Congress get in and fix the immigration process. This catch and release stuff is absolutely absurd, and uh, and, and you know, unfortunately, if we don't have a change in the uh, the Congress uh, in the next election, it, nothing is going to be done. Uh, the president can only do so much unilaterally with executive action. He's done about all he can do. Uh, so it's up to the American people to decide whether they want a a nation that's secure or a nation that's not secure. Unfortunately, it might take another 9-11 event for, you know, uh, individuals to understand that we need to secure the border, uh, and that would be tragic. Um, we don't we don't want to be reactive. We want to be proactive. And, uh, you know, all of us are for legal immigration. We're just for, we're just against illegal immigration. Yeah, the unknown. The uh, the, the situation with, with, with the cartels, do you think they should be? Uh, I've I've had some friends tell me that uh, they should be declared uh, international terrorist organizations. Uh, do you think so? Well, uh, that's been you know that's been looked at for quite some time. And whether or not that designation is going to be made or not, I don't know. I'm I'm personally opposed to it. Uh, the cartel is a criminal organization. They're in it to make money. And if they, you know, if you designate them as a terrorist organization, you'd have to designate, you know, other criminal organizations as terrorist organizations. Terror is a tactic that many people use uh, to instill 
uh, fear in the civilian population, that's not their number one goal. Their number one goal is not to instill fear in the civilian population. Their number one goal is to make money, and uh, you know they use violence. But you know the mafia and other criminal organizations they also use violence. But that's their goal is not to get individuals to cause panic and fear in civilian populations. That's the goal of ISIS, uh, you know, Al Qaeda, radical Islamic extremism. Gotcha. What about what about the coordination between uh, between uh, uh, law enforcement organizations, local sheriffs, local police departments, with uh, with federal uh, and even international like Interpol? Uh, do you think that there that there is enough, or should there be greater? We've done a lot. We've done a lot better since, obviously, since. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security has been stood up, but it's like uh, it was like cutting the grass. You just don't do it once. Okay, we got it done. It, it grows back, and new people come. And so those partnerships have to be, uh, you know, maintained. You've got to have constant training, open lines of communication, and uh, and again, you know, everybody likes to think that uh, the American people appreciate what you're doing, and uh, many people on the border, the border patrol agents. Uh, it's almost like they feel that that uh, the people in this country, many of them, are, are are against them and against their mission. And the rhetoric, of course, about concentration camps and all that stuff, uh, it's got to be. It's a very tough job to do. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I think that they're doing the best they can under very difficult circumstances. But I think the level of cooperation between federal and state is uh, is good. Again, the FBI has primary responsibility for domestic terrorism, and now that we've got new leadership at the FBI, I think uh, I think we're seeing a new sea change in their and their um, in, in how they perform their duties. Wow, uh, Doctor Atticut, thank you very much for spending some time with us. Please tell tell the folks how they can read more and follow you because. Uh, you know the stuff that you write and and uh, and and put out. I think it's it's very very important for uh, for folks to to keep abreast of. Um, yeah, I'm uh, the director of the Warrior Defense Project at St. Mary's University School of Law. We have a Facebook page. If you go to Warrior Defense Project, you'll see that. And uh, my law review articles are out there. I just did one on uh, the Trump travel ban. Uh, I've done one also on, on Trump national security policies and another one on the Trump administration and uh, picking jurists, originalist jurists, and how that's going to change our our, uh, our third branch of government. Wow. You know, we've got to get you back on again. Uh, I hope that you'll uh, you'll, you'll join us again uh, to, to talk about some of those uh, articles that you've written. We'd really like to hear more about them. Oh, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be more than pleased to. Great. Thank you once again for joining us. Thanks, George. Once again, that was uh, Dr. Jeffrey Atticott from uh, St. Mary's University on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer, with George Rodriguez, El Conservador. El Conservador listeners, if you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you're interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Welcome back, my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. And uh, here in our concluding segment, I wanted to uh, uh, go over a few more uh, news items for you and uh, some com- make some commentaries about this. For example, uh, we've been uh, we just listened a little while ago to uh, to uh, Miss Laura Wilkerson, whose son was killed by an illegal alien. And uh, the efforts, the very, very strong efforts that she's got to bring, um, you know, to, not, to to bring 
knowledge to bring information to the rest of the of the country about these people who are in the country, who are in the country illegally, illegally, and who are committing crimes. I mean, once again, my friends, as Laura mentioned, and as we've always said, you know, was it not that they were here, period, if they were not here because we had a strong immigration system, the crime would not have been committed. You know, you hear constantly folks that say, well, those crimes, uh, you know, somebody's always going to commit a crime. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'd rather have that a, an American commit a crime than an illegal alien who is not supposed to be here. Okay? I mean, it is not logical to say, well, a crime's going to be committed, so let anybody commit it. No, 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 no. You know, that's like saying... I am watching TV and somebody, somebody in the family is going to change the channel and I'm going to get mad. Well, okay, but there's a big difference between somebody in the family in your household changing the channel and you getting mad and somebody walking in from the street uninvited and changing the channel. Do I need to be any more clearer than that? Well, we've got this situation, my friends, uh, <clears throat> this misguided sympathies that's going on. I don't know how many of you remember uh, earlier this year, Miss Molly Tibbetts, uh, a, 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 a freshman, a, a co-ed at the University of Iowa, was killed, was killed by an illegal alien in Iowa. Uh, the guy then buried her. Uh, she was missing for a, a few days. And then uh, finally, the, um, the, uh, the investigation pointed to this illegal alien and uh, he was uh, arrested and he admitted that uh, he had killed her and buried her. Well, now, now we've got uh, a, a situation at the University of Iowa as well as in various in, in her community in her little Iowa community where people are uh, are, are putting out posters that uh, speak out against illegal immigration and against illegal crime, illegal immigrant crime. Well, guess what? We've got friends of of Miss Tibbetts friends supposedly friends of her who are asking that these posters and that these people be quiet because they claim that molly would have been inclusive now i don't know if they think that molly would have been inclusive of the of the man that murdered her but it shows again how anti how how, how shallow these people think you know this uh this some woman some person named breck goodman uh, in, and the local media are claiming that the posters are anti-immigrant. And again, anti-immigrant. Well, no, no. They are anti-illegal immigrant. They're not anti-immigrant, okay? But of course, they don't, see, they don't make the differentiation of that. You know, it, it, it is really sad when these illegal alien criminals are, uh, are, are, are excused are uh, when when they when someone will will go out of their way to to defend them only because their sympathies are misguided and misplaced. We've got the situation regarding sanctuary communities again in 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 California, my friends. Early this week, earlier th this past week, um, there was an illegal alien who had previously who was previously in jail and released because of the sanctuary laws. He uh, he was arrested and he is now accused of shooting a California police officer. Guadalupe Lopez Herrera was arrested last Thursday, last Thursday, after a 20 hour manhunt and a nearly one hour high speed chase. Herrera was in custody earlier this year for domestic violence. Now, if he was in custody for direct domestic violence and they already knew that he was an illegal alien, why not turn him over to, to ICE and have ICE deal with him? You know, domestic violence, he had reportedly threatened the lives of his family, of his wife's family. And they didn't do anything about my friends. I don't understand it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am. I am baffled by the sense of 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 uh, sympathy for these people i am baffled by it you know again in another situation in another situation that we've got uh baltimore city baltimore county okay and baltimore city let's remember elijah cummings congressman elijah cummings defending his his community 
you know, after uh, after Trump, after President Trump criticized it for what it is, that it's got high crime, that it's got uh, high unemployment, that it's a mess, that it's a mess. Okay. Well, let's add to it. Let's add to it. Because the liberal media, again, refuses to connect the dots. They refuse to connect the dots. That we should look at the violence in Maryland, in Maryland's Baltimore City and Baltimore County, which is the result of liberal policies, okay? Liberal public policies. Specifically, in the city of Baltimore, get this, seven people were shot over the last weekend. Last weekend, the 7th. Last weekend, two of them fatally, okay? Two, the two homicides brought the number of homicides, of murders, to 13 in the first eight days of September. In the first eight days of September, there have been 13 homicides, 13 murders. And for the entire, as of September 8th, so, you know, uh, this weekend, who knows? But as of September 8th, the city of Baltimore has had 240 homicides, 240 murders in 2019. The year is not over yet. Which really, really, you know, uh, let me let me digress a little bit because uh, at the uh, at the Democrat presidential conv- uh, debate the other day in Houston, uh, they went on and on about the mass shootings and how we need to get rid of the guns. These Democrats. But they ignore that there have been 240. They were talking about that there were 20, 20 shootings, 20 killings in Texas uh, at two mass murder incidents, in two shootings, two mass shootings. But they don't tell you how many have, have happened in Houston and in Dallas and in San Antonio and in Austin in the same period. They don't tell you. You know, it's behavior, my friends. It's the culture of violence that exists in these communities. That's why people don't want to live in those communities because people don't know how to behave in those communities. They will kill you in those communities. Baltimore politicians, they're sympathetic to everybody, you know, during the riots back in 2015. Remember when they, when they pulled the police back because they didn't want to provoke the rioters? Instead of arresting them, instead of beating them, instead of putting them in jail, they pulled the police back because they didn't want to provoke the rioters. <laughs> Jeez. Well, on the other hand, you've got Baltimore County, okay, which has declared itself a sanctuary for illegal aliens. Well, last Tuesday, again, last Tuesday, six illegal aliens... Actually, it was seven people, but, but, but six of them were illegal aliens, were charged in the stabbing death of a man in Baltimore County uh, in July, back in July of 2019. Federal officials identified the six, mem- six of them as members of the MS-13 gang. You know, and again, the, um, it, it's a sanctuary community. When are these leftists, when are these liberals going to understand that these leftist liberal policies are bad for counties, are bad for local communities? They're bad for government. They are bad. So, you know, we we have these uh, MS-13 gang members running loose in Baltimore County. Actually, in the whole state of Maryland, because the whole state of Maryland is is a, a sanctuary community. Incredible. Incredible. You know, my friends, it, 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 is, it is just absolutely disheartening, disheartening to see what's happening in some places in America. Let me conclude with this, because um, this past Thursday, uh, or Wednesday, rather, the squad tried to ambush Tom Homan, the, uh, the former... Uh, director, the former acting Immigration and Customs Enforcement Director, they tried to ambush him. Uh, What they did was they put him at the same witness table with a bunch of illegal alien kids. And, uh, of course, you know, the kids were brown. Uh, You know, kids of color. They were illegal aliens. And then they, uh, the squad, two members of the squad, Ortiz, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, rather, uh, 
AOC or Ocasio Cortez and uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Miss Muslim, they proceeded to attack him and to just be merciless, accusing him of this and accusing them of uh, him of that. And uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, my friends, these people are not interested. In, in public policy. They're interested in attacking and destroying America. That's what they're interested in. They're not interested in securing the border. They're not interested in protecting American citizens. They're interested in their agenda, their third world agenda. What we'd have done is we have elected third world nationalists to Congress. And again, my friends, very simple. These families would not be separated. These children would not be suffering if these people didn't come here illegally. Once again, my friends, thank you for being with us on our show today. Uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. I want to thank uh, Dr. Jeffrey Atticott for uh, being on our show and Laura Wilkerson for joining us today. I hope that you will tell your friends about our show and I hope that you will uh, share the podcast with folks. And uh, until next time, my friends, please, please, please support us and keep America strong. The defense of freedom and liberty, it starts in your backyard. Let's remember that. Till next time, George Rodriguez and Conservador talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.